welcome back to another edition of Great Another Sports Podcast. As always, I am Jake Agate. I'm Chris Martino. And we are live on Twitch currently, but as always, the podcast will be, will be available on all platforms um, coming soon, and then they, it should be available on most platforms by tomorrow. Today, we have an action-packed show for you. Uh, we're going to start out talking about games one and two of the World Series between the Dodgers and the Rays. We're going to move on to top ten quarterbacks. From there, we're going to embrace debate. We are going to then play a little game that we're going to try out. It's called the Age Game. Our producer, Jack, is going to take over there, and that should be fun. Uh, we also, right to wrap up the show, we're going to pre- preview a couple of the big games coming up this week. And then we're just going to give our parting thoughts and shots as always. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Um, and we're going to have an, an action-packed show for you. Before we uh, kicked off, I wanted to ask you a little brain teaser that I thought of today while I was uh, cleaning up. What is there anything that you have, you could buy, whatever, that you want to work less than a mousetrap? Because a mousetrap working means you have mice. Is there anything you could think of that you want to work less? You really got me there. You know what I'm saying? Because like you want your car to start. You want your AC to work in your house, you know, but is there anything you can think of? I, I, I thought about it, and I had time to, to stew on this. I couldn't think of anything that I wanted to work less. The only thing that comes to mind is, like, one of those fake books where it's just there, but it just doesn't work because you can't read. You just put money in it. That's the only thing that really comes to mind because it's just for show at that point. What are you hiding? Well, you don't have hidden books? I don't have hidden books. Right, well, I don't have well, secrets. Well, before, I should uh, stop talking about that so I can keep all my hidden books hidden. Um, you we all know you can't read anyways. Uh, I'm actually currently reading this Good Teams Win, Great Teams Cover. It's a great gambling book. Uh, you can follow him, my co-host, Jake, at the Gasp underscore podcast. And we will dive into some World Series talk. Um, tied up 1-1 at the moment. We will dive into game one. Yeah, this is this is uh, not a surprising series that it's tied up and that each team's look evenly matched. I think the game one, Dodgers just clearly had more energy. I do think they have the... They, they have superior top-end talent, but just as always, the Rays get overlooked because they don't have that kind of talent, but they have the depth, and they have these these names that you might not think of um, You know, whenever you're rattling off the best and most efficient players, but, I mean, year after year, they're competitive. They find guys that come in for specific roles. I mean, just, I can't even, I can't for the life of me remember his name, but they're obviously the ALCS um, MVP. A Rosarena, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, just just finding guys Randy. like that. That's what I'm saying. He like he's not obscure. He was a pretty big piece from a trade with the Cardinals over the off season. So it, they're not coming out of the woodwork per se, but it's just all timely. But timing is everything with sports and everything in life, anyways. So 
Uh, the Rays just seem to have a good fortune of it, but at some point it can't be considered luck. They develop and they scout very well. And I mean, this is two teams. I, I think I was talking to our, our our producer Jack yesterday. There is no team. There's no big market team that is feels more of like an underdog or a feel good story than the Dodgers. What do you think? Feel good story for the Dodgers? No, they've it's done things. They've done ways. things well. And th- I mean, losing three out of the last four World Series. That's rough. Yes, they're able to acquire talent like Betts. Yeah, but they're supposed to. They're supposed to be there every year with their payroll and the guys that they have. I understand. That's why the feel goods for me with the Rays. Always root for the dogs. The majority of their talent has come through proper drafting, smart acquisitions. I mean, look, they're paying Pollock how much, and he's their seven hitter. I, I, I understand. That's what I'm saying. Being in a big market allows them to acquire guys like Betts. And, you know, to take on David Price, who opted out of the season. But Seager, homegrown. Bellinger, homegrown. Peterson, homegrown. I mean, Turner, homegrown. Like, that's not that's not a mistake. So, um, Kershaw was dealing in that game. He had six innings, eight Ks. I feel like that game could would have went very differently if Kevin Cash would have went to his bullpen when Glassnell was in trouble, and he was in trouble, and... He took, left and then two batters too late. Game over already before he took him out. He got racked for six and six earned runs. That's a my thinking was whichever starter could go longer game one would be the winner because both of both of those managers just I think managers in general, especially game one, you don't want to tax the bullpen early. So that's why you really need a solid start game one. Um, and even if it doesn't look like it, and that's like, I mean, he was playing on a house of cards to the first four. I think 10 of the first 18 batters went to, th- went to, uh, three, uh, three balls, I should say. Yeah. He was a uh, straight dealing and, um, well, no, that was glass. Now glass. Now with three balls. Kershaw. Kershaw was, was dealing. Kershaw. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about Kershaw and then, um, Mookie Betts, um, MVP showed why he was, he won everybody free tacos. If you, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Taco America Bell really loves him for that. And um, in this one, Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts are the fifth pair of former MVP winners on the same team to both homer in a World Series game. So that's a uh, when you have them two in the lineup, bad things are going to happen. Well, that's I mean the, the the Dodgers getting Betts was an absolute cheat code, and like I said, they it, because of their ability as a large market team, they're able to make those kind of acquisitions and take on that kind of payroll. Because uh, they gave him a huge extension, but I, at the same time they've done it right on, like on the development and prospect side as well. So you can't hate on them like you can on the Yankees. Uh, but more on the Rays, great to bounce back game two. Uh, Brandon Lau is making a name for himself. You know, obviously, like I said earlier, they don't have household name type of guys. But I mean, he's been productive the last two years. He was a front runner for the AL Rookie of the Year a couple years ago, and then he went down with a. Uh, some some sort of lower leg injury, but two homers yesterday. That's big. They're gonna they're gonna need, need to stick to who they are, which is small ball and a great bullpen. Yes. Yeah, so Brandon Lau hit two home runs in Game Two versus the Dodgers. Lau only had just one home run and three RBIs coming into the first fifteen postseason games. Looking ahead, though, the Game Three winner of a best of seven has gone to the winner sixty eight percent of the time. So this Game Three is very important. Uh, Blake Snell was dealing. He's just the third pitcher in the World Series history that, with two strikeouts in four consecutive innings in a World Series game, joining only Sandy Koufax and Bob Gibson. He looked electric as 
I imagined him to hook, but I really didn't expect six runs out of the race bats. I knew that they could hit, but I didn't know that they could hit that well. Yeah, I, I mean, they like, like I said, they have guys up and down the lineup, never heard of them, yet they're batting 270 or, you know, I mean, like, which is good, or they're getting hot at the right time. Margot has more home runs in the postseason alone than he did all of the regular season, which I get was only 60 games, but still. I mean, he had one during the regular season. To get more than one during that is just bonus points. So um, they get hot at the right time, and that's usually the team that wins, and that's really in any sport. Yeah, the stat for me with the Rays is that 68% of their home runs the runs came by home runs in the postseason, which you got to live by the long ball, which that's not really a good recipe. That's I mean, but here's the thing: the three true outcomes of baseball: strike, walk, home run. A lot more teams are going to that, but a data-driven team like the Rays, they're obviously going to lean towards that approach. They have not lost a game when leading in the seventh inning all year, and that's due to the bullpen. And and for me, going back to that game in the eighth inning when um, there was runners in scoring position, Cody Bellinger was up with two two outs, and he frozen with a heater right down the middle. I think that was really the turning point. The Dodgers were trying to pick up momentum late, couldn't do it. The race hit them with an ambush tactic early, and it was just hard to recover, especially with that bullpen. Yeah, it should be a great series. I expect six, if not seven. Evenly matched, I get it's L.A. versus Tampa, but these two teams were the respective one seeds in each league, and they're showing why. And and hopefully they, they give us all an entertaining series. I'm thinking – so I did. I locked in the Dodgers money line, even though I'm pulling for the Rays. So I think the Dodgers will come out here just because it's that pivotal. Like I said, whoever wins this game, pretty much 68% goes on win road series. I want the Rays to win, but I got to lean Walker Buehler. He's been dominant, by far the best pitcher in the postseason. Even though Charlie Morton is three and zero, have a .57 ERA. I like the Dodgers winning this one. I think this will go back and forth. I do think this goes to seven games though. Yeah, like like I said, hopefully. That would be good for just America and baseball fans in general. Yeah, I just it. I want to see um, Wander Franco in this in this World Series. I think that'd be a really spark plug for the Rays. I think that the Dodgers five pick up back that momentum, especially but with leading with bets. So I got the uh, Dodgers winning Game Three. And that game's on tonight Fox, or tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow um, night. If you're listening to us on Friday, welcome to a Feel Good Friday. It's on tonight at 8 o'clock. If you're joining us on Thursday, it's tomorrow night. And we will be back after the break to talk a little football. Jake said that Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 quarterback. Absolutely. I called his bullshit, and we were about to find out where he is on his list. So, Jake, who is your number 10? Number 10? Yes. Uh, And I view these top 10s as, obviously, to win a game right now. Uh, And right now I am going with my man K1, Kyler Murray. I have Matt Ryan. Okay, that's. I mean, he doesn't win many games, but that's, that's okay. fine. I mean, he'll put up your passing yards, and if I was to build a team, it'd be around him. 
Who's your number nine? Number nine, I have Matthew Stafford. I have Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I mean, he's fourth, fourth and fourth and touchdown passes with fourteen. Got to go with him. The game against Green Bay was impressive, and I mean, he has dropped some absolute dimes, but I just don't think uh, I have him. No, I'm a little higher, but as a, that, that's what I'm saying. This isn't this isn't all timers. This is uh, I think this is a little low. So right, for, number for eight. Me, uh, for me, I have Big Ben Roethlisberger. At number eight. Yes. I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. Number eight. Okay. I think I like I, I think at this point the jury's out. I think he's easy he's easy to scheme for. I understand the Ravens have one loss. They've had a cupcake schedule to this point. I don't think I, I, I think Tennessee gave everybody the blueprint and people have executed it pretty well. I, I get he's been hampered by any injury, but whatever. Show me it as a passer. Okay. Uh number seven, who do you have? Now I have T B twelve. I got Rogers. Discount double Rogers. check. Yeah, I just I just think he's the seventh best quarterback right now. Um, who you got at six? Number six is Ryan Tannehill. The numbers do not lie. As I said, he's on pace for over forty touchdowns, six. only six interceptions, six. over four thousand yards. The numbers do not lie. By the, I, I think what he has two losses as a Titan starter in the regular season. It is absurd. Get put the put respect on the man's name. Learn how to spell it. He's here to stay. Bullshit. We talk about it then. Talk okay, about it. Okay, talk about it. I have six. I got a real quarterback in Kyler Murray at six. I don't know how the hell he makes your top ten list. But, hey, if you want to be a Ryan Tannehill stand, that's fine with me. He's not a real quarterback. Don't want him in my locker room if I'm a GM. Number five, I have Lamar Jackson. That's fine. I, I have a similar quarterback here in Dak Prescott. I think uh, he's looking for top five QB money. He's going to get top five QB money. So if he was healthy, he'd be in my. Top uh, oh, okay. Well, no, I, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm not talking be, winning be, week seven. He'd be ten. He'll be fine. Well, I'm, he'd make my top ten. I left him out. I'm, that's all. Because he's not. Healthy. That's a mistake. I I I get it. But he's out for the season. Why Brady tore his ACL in 07. Do you think everybody would have said, "Oh no, not Brady"? He'll be fine. He'll come back. All right, number four. I have Josh Allen. I know you hate him, but That's he's second in touchdown passes. Have to respect That's rough. him. He's That's rough. he's playing out of his mind right now. That's no, he's not. Did, did, did you watch yes, Monday? I, yes, yes. And you quoted me that it was raining that day. Did you have a case of blindness on Monday? All right, he threw for Look, trash. What, he's yards? trash. I get it. I get it. All right. Go back to yeah. Wyoming. If competition's a little bit easier there. He came up with the big boys and he got he got he got upstage. It is what it is. Uh, number four, I have Deshaun Watson. Uh, some in the community say that he's overrated. I disagree. I think he is fantastic. He's in a tough situation here in Houston. Uh, they are in absolute organizational disarray, but he comes in, produces. He has uh, doesn't have the most most efficient, um, you know, stat lines all the time or injury history. But I mean, the dude is the dude's legit. That's your four. Number four, it's Sean Watson, yes. That's my three. He's third in passing yeah, yards. That's what I'm saying. He's fifth in touchdown passes. He's the real deal. Those haters could go kick rocks for all I care. He's a he. If I was a GM, I'd want him. And I think Bellamy is going to go to Houston, and he's going to have fun with Deshaun Watson there. Who's your um, – I'm guessing I know who your two is. Well, who's the, your three? This is three for me, okay. uh, Aaron Rodgers. I, the wow. dude. The dude's wow. old. The dude's old, yeah. but he still gets it. He still produces. Tampa Bay left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, but you can't disagree with his stat lines. You can't disagree with his methods, especially with the core um, 
of guys that he's working with. Now, Tom, uh, I got two. I have the Russ Bus and Russell Wilson. So who was was Rogers four for you? No, Rogers was seven. <sighs> I have Murray, Jackson, Allen, and Watson. Better wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, obviously uh, Russell Wilson number two. Okay. Um, I the. There's not many more things left to say. The fact that he's never received an, M- an MVP vote is atrocious. But, I mean, you can just watch the film. The dude might have the most beautiful deep ball in all of sports, or all of football, I should say. And I'm just absolutely electric. I'm so happy that they're letting him cook. Yeah, number one for me is obviously Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, that, that was a no-brainer, I mean, dude. He has front, the best deep ball in the game. Center. He wants to throw a football out of a He stadium. can throw the furthest, but he's not the most accurate. I mean, Josh Allen says he could throw further than Patrick That's, Mahomes. That was, he, said, okay. he said Allen, what, 80 yards, I think Allen said he could throw the ball, which I doubt it. Yeah, and I can, but, bench, yeah, no. I, I can bench more than you, Chris. And Mahomes is actually turning into that rusher. He's averaging probably like 30 yards a game, too. Yeah, so. I, it's, I mean, they, I... You can't look, stop him. He's the best in the business. I know I just said there's not much left to say about Russell. There's legitimately nothing left to say about uh, Mahomes. Second season, MVP. Third season, Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. Um, and on pace Go to that ring. do it again. He's going to do it again. He's going to repeat back to back. Um, I just hope that they don't turn into the Patriots because they are turning into a dynasty. I just don't want all that hate. They are my second team, and I'm not a bandwagon fan. But it's hard to hate the Kansas City Chiefs when you have Andy Reid there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they're kind of fun, um, especially considering Andy Reid. He's on his second go-round. He was with the Eagles for so long that – it's hard to hate a guy that kind of comes in and does things his way, like you know Belichick does. Whenever Reed's done it somewhere, didn't have the type of success, comes back, does it. And Mahomes is a large credit to that, but Reed is fantastic as coach. So that is our top ten list. You can add us on Twitter at the Gas Podcast or leave comments, and we uh, want you to like, subscribe, and keep coming back. Uh, who do we leave off? Who yeah, should? Yeah, who should be there? Who do we leave? Too off? high, too low. And I'll tell you right now, Ryan Tannehill is too high for you. Whatever. All right. Whatever. And we will try something new. Yeah, we're bringing on. Uh, uh, we're gonna. At least play a little fun little game. Yeah, just just have some fun with it. Uh, our producer, executive producer Jack, uh, is going to shoot out some names. You can see it there on on the screen. Uh, the age game. Just shoot out some names. We're going to take a guess on who who is what age, um, and we'll just see how it goes. If it stinks, we'll we'll scrap it. If it's fun, we'll keep it. All right. Who you got? For number one, we have Paul Pierce. Ooh. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Um, you can go first. I'm going to say Paul Pierce is – here's the thing. LeBron kind of th- kind of skews everything because he's 36. and I mean, he's old as dirt, but he's still awesome. And Paul Pierce probably isn't that much older than him. I'm going to say he's 39. So I was going to go 39, so I'll go 37. That's Jake wins with – 43 years old. Wow. Oh, so he is old, old. Yes. So we were both wrong. Okay. All right. Point Jake. For the second person, Nick Saban. Oh. Uh, uh, he's got to be. Up there. I mean, 67. Hey, he beat that damn COVID, though. He did. Oh, actually, I'm pretty sure it was a false positive. But, oh. it, but it gave him a lot of time to uh, int- like be, yeah. Yeah. gain perspective. All right. Um, 67. 65. Jake wins again with 68 years old. Damn. He is old. I stink. 
With number three, we have Devin Booker. I know. 23. Is he 23? No. no. He's 26. Jake wins again with 23. Absolutely what? not, dude. Ugh. No. Oh, I thought he was old. He busted on the scene too quick. All right. Uh, since you're kicking my ass, we'll do two more. Uh, next, we have Jerry Rice. Oh. Oh. When did he, oh, he retired in 06. Ish, 14. He was like, so he's 56. Um, 48. Jake wins again with 58 years old. I gotta study this. I gotta study up. All right, last one. And for the last one, we're gonna do a little fun one. Jennifer Aniston. Hey, all right. Can I get first to stop since you kick my ass? Yeah, that's fine. All right, that's 56. Fine. No? She's up there. She's, I know she's, yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, I'll say 51. I'll go, I'll, like, she's I'm in, sorry, the, she's in the 50s club, but yeah. not that high. Come on. And Jake wins again 53. with 51 years old. Oh. What was the tally there? Final tally. Field bears. Uh, yeah. Was that all five? Clean oh, yeah. sweep? Five. Not, Clean e- sweep. not even a gentleman's sweep. That's rough. Bro, that's that's rough. On me. That's rough. If those stats stays stay true, we can just keep this segment. I, this I don't know about feel, that one. This made me feel good. All right, we will take a quick break here, and on the other side, we will got some football talk for you. It is the Gas Podcast. podcast looking ahead to week seven of the nfl already week seven i hate to think about it uh i'm a math guy next week we get we week eight eight divided by 16 is 0.5 that's 50 percent don't want to think about it let's just focus on the week ahead first game we're focusing on go the bears and rams uh, I feel like this is very appropriate. A little bit overlooked. It got flexed out, correct? Yes. That, that That's when they got flexed out? No. No? No, they're Monday night. That's the Oh, word, word, word. Okay. Cool. I knew they uh, were the prime time. Bears were 5-1. and one, Rams were 4-2. and two. Uh, Six-point phase for the Rams right now. Look, the Bears should not feel bad about being 5-1. and one. They have played the schedule that the NFL put in front of them. Uh, go to Nick Foles has – it might not look like it on the stat sheet – but overall, their team has looked better. They beat Tampa Bay on Thursday night. And I get Thursday night at home. That's one thing. But they're winning games. Their defense is still good. It was not great as it was two years ago. But they are going to be a problem. I think the Rams are are susceptible to not only primetime games like last Sunday, but good defenses that can really dominate the line of scrimmage. Uh, Sean McVay is going to have to get creative. And he and I expect him to in this game. Um, one crazy stat is Nick Foles has not been sacked yet, and Aaron Donald said he's going to get his first sack. Well, instead of getting sacked, he's just throwing willy nilly jump balls like he did against the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, so the Bears has been what I call my money team this year, where I bet for them, and it's been working out because every every week they've been plus money, and I might stay off of them this week. 
It's any of those like teams the in the blue and yeah. the blue and orange Broncos yeah, for I, you too. Correct. I, I like the um, I do like the Rams in this one. I expect McVay to come out with that full game script, the game plan. They need to get Cooper Cup early. He fell apart. Last He's been game. a little absent this yeah. year. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it's golf more like in Robert Woods and that offense and Daryl Henderson got to get going too. But that Bears defense is. It's legit. Tough. That's yes. what I'm saying. The offensive line for the Rams is still not fantastic. Um, they're getting. That's what I'm saying. Whenever, whenever a team is getting involved in a lot of gimmicks and stuff like that, like Robert Woods has three carries a week. Coop, Cooper Cup has one or two. It's gimmicks. You saw that last week with New England Denver. Julian Edelman has two passes in the fourth quarter. Whenever they're pulling out gimmicks, they're not. They're not confident in 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 the players that they have, especially in the backfield. And that reverberates throughout the entire team. Um, I'm taking Bears as well. Do you know? Do you know what the spread is? Yes, six. Rams minus six. Rams minus six. Yes. That's absurd. Uh, Bears money line. Uh, they're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. Aaron Donald is only one man. One huge. huge one man. huge, just absurdly fast for his size, man. But one man nonetheless. Okay, we will move on to the uh, Sunday night game that got flexed: the Seahawks and Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks are five and zero coming off, coming off the bye week. Cardinals are four and two after the beatdown that they gave the Dallas. Yeah, uh, that, that's a, this is one of those games. Does it show more about the Seahawks to take care of business as they should, or does it? Is this kind of an upstart? Cardinals are kind of for real type of game because they did lose to the Lions at home, which is never a good sign. But I do think. That this should at least be comp- competitive, based on the fact that the Seahawks' defense is atrocious. It I mean, all, true dumpster fire. It level. all depends which Kyler Murray is going to show up. If you get the good Kyler Murray, the first rounder Kyler Murray who got drafted for baseball and football, yes, I have the Arizona winning this game. But Kyler Murray's been so inconsistent, and Drake's having a bad year that he's not. But Hopkins is having a good year. I mean, this Arizona team is still not sold on that form two. That could be the weakest form two team. That I've, I think in a while, True. I trust the Rams over the Cardinals. Oh, I, he, here's the thing. During Through the 60 minutes of watching Arizona, we get short Kyler Murray and not as short Kyler Murray. Short Kyler Murray runs for his life, picks up you know four or five yards at a time running, does his sweet slide. That's his baseball background, but still. But then we get the not-so-short Kyler Murray that's confident in his O-line, slings the ball around, trusts his receiver trust his receivers and that's what we need to see that's what it's going to take to win because i get it's good for your fantasy football stats it looks like it looks nice picking up a first down but getting 70 80 yards isn't a sustainable way to win for the cardinals in terms of murray rushing they're going to need more out of drake they're going to need more out of Edmonds. i think they should mix him in more and trust hopkins trust kirk Fitzgerald was there legitimately just to catch third down balls get isabella involved Let's see what can happen. He has to become a passer at some point. You see this around the league with young quarterbacks. Yeah, Seahawks, uh, you got Russell Wilson coming off. Um, there's been talk about Antonio Brown going to the Seahawks. I will not comment on that right now because I feel like it's up in the air at this point. But Pete Carroll came out and said they want him. Uh, DK, he's been solid. Wide receiver one, top five, top ten. We could have that list whenever we want. But Chris Carson's been good. Russ MVP. Does Russ MVP show up, or does comeback Russ show up? Because comeback Russ, when your defense gives up so many points, all he's doing is throwing and 
spectacular. This got to be so. Which five and O team do you think lasts the longest? So we have the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Steelers. Yes. Correct. Well, it's kind of one of those things. Steelers, Titans play, so it's not going to be one of them. I do think the Seahawks will win. I, I, I think just I think they're comparable rest of the roster. As After a, this, they as have the Forty ers and then the Bills. There's Bills. I'm gonna go with the Steelers in that case. They after they have to deal with the Titans and the Ravens after that cupcake schedule. Correct, and I feel like we lose against Baltimore because it's in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. I, it's especially no, with no, no fans. It. it doesn't matter as much. We have the recipe to stop him. Losing Bush hurts tremendously in that equation, but I still think we have the pieces on defense to pull it off. Them getting Nagakwe can't be overlooked. He is fantastic. As a pass rusher, and especially the Steelers and other teams in the AFC North don't have a lot um, in terms of depth. But I want to go over two more: uh, the Seahawks or uh, the uh, 49ers and Pats. I this feel is like, yeah, good. This game. Well, I was gonna say sorry to cut you off. This game would be a lot more interesting if Brady was still on the Pats because it would have been a Garoppolo Brady matchup. But either way, it should be good nonetheless. This is two teams yeah, that have disappointed Jimmy so G's far. Back to his home in Foxborough. Home in Fox, 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 Foxborough, yes, and has a lot to prove, but I don't know. I think the Patriots the really the Patriots aren't going to lose twice at home. They're not going to lose twice at home. I don't, I don't they know. aren't. This is the first time they've been they've been under 500 this deep in the season since 2001. All right, this you got to stop looking at the Pats as this dynasty's over. Tom Brady is the dynasty. Dynasty is over, but Belichick's still there, and that's what matters. Coaching Come and court, on, you lost the it's a coach. You lost the it's a coach and quarterback. They, they they weren't let they in the building. They weren't let in the building. Anyways, Cam Newton's back off the COVID. So, I mean, he played well. Not well enough. I mean, that offense stalled tremendously. I yeah, guess. that that was pure. That was, that was horrible. For all of the hits that they took on defense, especially with the COVID opt-outs, their defense is still playing, especially their secondary, is still awesome. Uh, it is it is all on the offense. Edelman has taken a step back. Newton has been hit or miss. He's been, uh, you know, kept afloat with his rushing, especially his scores. Uh, they, they need more out of the backfield. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a Bill Belichick offense that is not consistent on the backfield, and that doesn't matter. Um, Jimmy G, he stinks. So, I mean, they're going to look to replace him coming up soon. I don't know how they're going to do that, but they want to. That's the talks out of San Fran that I'm hearing near to the ground. Caleb's been great. And um, I'm taking San Fran in this game. I just can't trust the Patriots right now. So give me the two points because Pats are minus two. So give me that. Give me the two points. That's just a lean, not a lock. Don't club me on that because um, coming up later I will release my lock of the week. But um, we will go on to the uh, Steelers and Titans in this one, which should have been flexed. To yeah, Sunday surprising. Night, Monday night, whatever is your favorite night, this game should have been flexed. Um, so the way Mike Tomlin goes about his business is he in Ben, he goes four quarters. We're going to play four quarters throughout the season. The first four games, first quarter, second quarter, third, you know. And then I feel like we're at we're uh, just after the first quarter, and I give the Steelers an A plus at this point. I think they exceeded expectations. I had them about four and one at this point, this deep in the season. Like yeah, so four. you can only play the teams in front of you. I get it. I'm not I'm not knocking them. I think the true test will something's got to give here in the Steelers and Titans. And I 
I went down um, the casino today, and I was surprised when I saw Steelers getting points and then being plus money, so I hammered the Steelers in this one. I just don't – I get Devin Bush's out. I get it, but give me the better team. Ten Hill stinks, and um, give me Big Ben. Yeah, is this a – you know, Tennessee really struggled early on, you know, barely beating Denver. Uh, and you could say the same about the Steelers, but Denver just looked different. Um the Steelers have more rounded in the form defensively since then. Tennessee has rounded in the form offensively. So it's really going to be your classic immovable object, unstoppable force type of deal. Um, it's going to come down to the running game uh, and stopping Henry and not letting play action and not letting guys like Smith and Brown beat you, um, especially coming off that play action. But also uh, for the Steelers, having steady offensive drives, being able to control the ball and put up Field goals minimum, touchdowns. Uh, so you know, this obviously will at be best. the um, Juju coming out party. We've been looking for him, That's, and I, I bet he comes out this game. I bet that they shut down D. Henry, and I honestly did. You see the uh, the guys today were doing interviews and they look relaxed. Um, they were asking Mika questions like, "What's it like to tackle Henry?" And he says, "They better not get past Bud and TJ." And then um, he also asked, uh, they asked Bud, "Who um, is Cam Hayward, the weakest guy in the D line?" And he said, yeah, he's the oldest. And then Cam didn't like that very much. But guys are relaxing that locker room. They're buying into Mike Tomlin. And um, give me the Steelers in this one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Obviously, you could say it's kind of a homer pick. But I truly think that they are the better team. The fact that they went like, – here, here's the thing. They have the same roster as last year. They went 8-8 eight and eight with Rudolph and Duck Hodges. That's what I never understood about Vegas having their over under at 9. I, I like I, 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 I understand. I had them at ten and six at worst. Ben and twelve and four at best. It, look, it, it, the the moment the doctors cleared Ben, that's fine. You saw what happened in other years. Rogers goes down. Packers don't make the playoffs. Guys like Manning go down. Colts get the number one pick. Roethlisberger goes down week two. It's not week nine, week ten when they've already stacked some wins. I was at week that, I was at that two game versus Seahawks. And they were zero two at that point. Yep. So they had a winning record without Ben Roethlisberger. That is absurd. Another movable force. Absurd. Steelers four and one against the spread. Titans are three and zero against the spread. And um, I want to see. I, I'm excited for this game. This this will be a good. We do got really good on week. The call, which that'll. Mess up my flow. I was expecting a Romo again, but um, should be a good game. And we'll come back with the parting thoughts and shots. Follow us on Twitter at the Gasp underscore podcast. Have a feel good Friday, everybody. We'll be right back. We are back on the Gas Podcast, and um, we wanted to get it to later is our Twitter poll question. Uh, Jack, what is it? Who would you rather have as your starting QB, Ryan Fitzmagic or Tua? So it's a good I, contemporary I one. I personally voted for Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he is winning with 89%. 11% go Tua. And I felt like that honestly hurt my heart when they benched Fitzpatrick and hearing him talk about it just pains me, and I don't think they should have done that. 
I don't know what Brian, Brian Flores Brian, Brian Flores was thinking. I think it came up from upper management. Fitzmagic won them games. He um, won me games in fantasy, and um, I feel for him. He'll land on his feet, though. When you consider the timing, it they said this was their plan all along. But, like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until, un, until you get punched in the face. I think I agree with you here. We don't often agree. Wait, wait, wait. I do think that it came from upper management. Yeah. I think Flores, his goal is to win games. Now, he probably does have an absurd amount of job security, so that's why he's amenable to, to this type of decision. But to win a game, you know, they have bye week, so to win a game week eight, Fitzpatrick is your guy. That's clear. Two with two for two, ten yards in garbage time, that doesn't impress me. And it Dude did, hasn't. Imp- that yeah. wasn't their job. I just feel like that. I understand. Fits- Fitz, Fitz said he was, like, shocked by the news. Fan, that's what I'm saying. Especially not letting a guy – like, he knows the deal. He's, he knows he's not going to be there forever. I think I think they need to show him more respect. They should have shown him more respect and say, you know what, whenever we're out of it, we can play Tua. If they're going to play they the long done, game with Tua, then what's the rush? They should have done that. And Fitz said this is the only profession in the world where you get fired and then you got to sit next to the guy in Seriously. the same room for four hours next to him trying to help him out. He said he'll be supportive. But it's, you feel for him. Yeah, I mean, Tua said it's really like a – he said it's like a father-son type of relationship. And Fitzpatrick has the been there. Behind them. That's what I'm saying. Fitzpatrick has been there. He gets it. This isn't new to him. It's, this is why he's on his eighth, ninth team. He it is, this is the first it time is he's what it is, like but the one guy. They're three and three. Buffalo. They're three and three. Especially, yeah, they just embarrassed what the 49ers? Yes, I'm saying, Come especially on. especially with and they they hung in there with the Seahawks, especially yeah. with seven teams making the playoffs this year, they're realistically in it. They can be number 2 in the division. The Patriots have not looked fantastic. They could realistically even keep up with the Bills. I like I don't understand why like you're I understand playing the long game, but what's the deal? Yeah. I, you 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 got to shoot a little bit higher that than really, that. That really that really ticked me off, but I got his jersey comment I'm going to wear it with pride. All right, here we go with the parting thoughts and shots here. The C-Ball special guarantee of the weekend is a parlay of the Packers, Steelers, and Chargers at plus 91. Hammered down that one. I would throw a lot on it, maybe a mortgage, maybe a house. I trust Air Bear in this one. I got the Steelers defense shutting them down, and I've got Rodgers on the bounce back game. That's my parting thoughts and shots, a C-ball special guarantee. So, my parting thoughts and shots, switching sports, we're going baseball. I am speaking directly to Rob Manfred at this point. Please do everything in your power to keep the rule changes for next year and going forward that you implemented this year. Not all of them. I don't really agree with the whole three, uh, what, three, you know, batter minimum for for relief pitchers and everything i feel like that's a tad much the ones that i'm a big fan of and i've been opining for forever as you know a guy on my couch watching games keep the extra inning rule with a guy on second there is no reason for a game in the middle of may or june to go 19 innings and everybody tim kirkton can go oh this is the longest game on the West Coast since 1921. I I don't care, dude. Finish the game. Why? Are, like I don't want to see bullpens get taxed for no reason. Guys get called up and down. Livelihood gets, gets gets ruined. Scratch that. Guy on second, figure it out. Bunt him over, get him in. Play baseball. Uh, the other one that I'm a big fan of is 
the seven inning double headers. Double headers don't happen that often, but when you do, you don't need a one and a seven o'clock start. Seven innings, get them in, get them out, figure it out. I don't want to tell you. It makes managers actually participate in the game, and it's not like it doesn't feel so mundane. Realistically, you can pull off seven innings, and the same fans can be there for the entire thing. You could sell one ticket, and I get you know there's other things that I'm not thinking about, but these are things that I liked as a fan, and I think that they should consider at least going forward. And these things could be realistically very good for the game, in my opinion. Rob and Fred, listen to me. So with that, uh, any anything else to add? Anything uh, come up since we started? Let's have a good feel good Friday. Let's have feel a good, good Friday. We'll it's be really back here Monday. It's been a long week. Hopefully, this takes up you know forty five minutes to an hour of your time. Hopefully, you can have a feel good Friday out there if you're listening. You know, on the days going forward, have a feel good whatever let's day go. it is. Let's have but, a good weekend. You know, let's have a good weekend. Uh, you know, let all of our, let all of our bets hit, and uh, you know, let's stay healthy. Thank you very much for tuning in. This was the Gas Podcast. As always, I'm Jake. I'm Chris. Seaball, and uh, you know, we are out. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can like, subscribe, and don't forget to share.